is here at the Pig and Whistlewind in Stormwind. I chat for a variety of subjects with regards to World of Warcraft. So grab a bottle or a pint, sit back and enjoy. And today's subject, we're going to be going over sort of WoW uh, pro tournaments. So you've got the Arenas and the Mythics. And these are two completely different tournaments uh, because obviously one is PvP and one is PvE. There are different uh, formats to how each is run. And I'm going to be going over them and sort of giving the dates, the what, the ins and outs of it almost. So, without further ado, we will start. We'll sort of go through uh, the arena dates. We'll go through the mythic dates. We'll go through the format of how each is set up, and then how to enter. And uh, finally, we'll give sort of my thoughts on why these competitions are good for not only Blizzard, but to also watch just as entertainment value, etc. So, we're going to start off with the arenas. So, we have had a arena tournament that has already been played, and that was the week that's just gone, which is the 15th, 16th, and 17th of January. Now, uh, these uh, tournaments will all have three days that are dedicated to them, and this is for arenas. The first day is for EU, Second day is for NA, and then the last day is for EU and NA, but it's the last four teams of each region. So you start off with... I'll I'll get into that in a bit. But you've got the 15th, 16th, 17th of Jan, which is the first uh, tournament, which has just gone. This coming week, we have the 22nd, 23rd, and 24th of Jan, which is the Mythics. Week after is the 29th, 30th, 31st for the arenas, so on and so forth. There's a pattern to this. So the arenas start, and then every other week, the arenas will be back on. So the arenas started on the 15th. The next week is Mythics on the 22nd, and then arenas are back on on the 29th. And this is the same with Mythics. So after the 29th for the arenas, the Mythics will start on the 5th, After the 5th, it'll be Arenas on the 12th. After the Arenas on the 12th, it'll be the 26th. Am I correct in that? Yeah, it'll be the 26th that they have dated. I'm not sure if they miss out a week there. It might be because uh, it's like the start of uh, the back half, like the last two cups. So there might be a small break for the players in between. So it might be that sort of thing. But after the 26th, you have uh, the 5th of March for the last arena. And then uh, after the 5th, you have on the 12th of May. May? January, February, March. Not May, March. Well, what the hell? I've got, I literally wrote it down differently on my, uh, on my notes here. I've wrote uh, May for Mythics and March for the arena. So it's a bit, I'm not too sure how I've managed to do that. I've think I had a brain fart there. But on the 12th, 13th and 14th is when the last tournament will be played. Now, there are usually three tournaments or three, yeah, three big tournaments throughout the year. So this is the first tournament that's happening in the first few months. And then there will generally be a two month uh, like uh, period break. And that will be, I would have thought, I'm having to go for all of my like, uh, Months. Oh my god, I can't believe I forgot that. I'm having to go through all my months now. January, February, March, April, and May will be uh, sort of break months, and then it will resume in the summer of like June, July, 
August and then it will be a break until October and then it will go from there again probably for the winter months ending in around December time. There's usually three tournaments and there's four cups within each of the tournaments for both Mythics and Arenas. So the format of, uh, we'll start with the arena format. You have an upper and lower bracket and basically you have eight teams in the upper bracket and four of these teams move on to the next round and the four that lost go down into the lower bracket and play each other and the loser of them two games, the two lower bracket games, is eliminated and the next two move on and then uh, the out of the four teams in the upper bracket, two of them will lose and they'll drop down to the lower bracket to face the two teams that won in the lower bracket and so on and so forth until you get pretty much uh, two sort of semi-finals in the lower bracket, one big semi-final and then a final, obviously. So there's always someone from the lower bracket going into the final. There's always someone from the upper bracket who has not lost going into the final as well. That way you've got sort of a um, buffer. If you do lose one of your series in the arenas, you have that extra sort of lifeline to give yourself, to pick yourself up and get yourself in that final to win it. It's a bit complicated trying to explain it. It's a lot easier when you see what I mean. And it's a lot easier to just see it and visualise it or... Yeah, visualise it within your mind, for me anyway. But with the Mythics, it's a completely different um, format. So you're not competing against each other. It isn't sort of a knockout elimination type thing. Kind of is, but kind of isn't. But think of it like um, football. And this is English football, by the way, for um, any American listeners. So soccer, as you would call it. But it's based off of a points system. And you play a best out of three dungeons. So it could be you win 2-0, you win 2-1, you lose 2-0, or you win 2-1, that kind of thing. And depending on how many maps difference you had is uh, the points that you get. So if you beat a team 2-0, you get two points. If you beat them 2-1, you only beat them by one map, so you get one point. Nice and simple. And every team plays each other... And at the end, there'll be sort of a top four, I believe. And then top four will go against each other and it will be like a sort of mini knockout stage until there is a crowned champion. Now, to to enter these uh, sort of tournaments, the arenas, uh, there's something. You've got to start off in arena cups. And these are 3v3 tournaments that are hosted by Blizzard. And they're open to everyone. Absolutely, com- like completely open to everyone. Obviously, if uh, you're brand new to PvP and you want to give it a try, you are more than welcome to. But I wouldn't get your hopes up. The people that compete in these tournaments are the best of the best. They are the people who actually go to BlizzCon and who have actually won this thing in the past. So you can have a tough time if you've never PvP'd before. But... You are more than welcome if you agree to like the terms and conditions like by Blizzard and stuff. Your account is in good standing, so not been banned for more than 48 hours, etc. There are like all them sort of things that you've got to go through. But you can just enter the tournament and it, 
as you win, you'll get closer and closer to the actual like live one, pretty much. So the top sort of eight will be the ones that are being streamed in the Mythics. But I believe after each cup, the two that lost out of the eight teams in the arena, they go back into the sort of pool size of all the teams that want to compete and they have to fight for their place again. So there's six guaranteed spots if you don't get knocked out. Like the top six get their guaranteed spot. If you're the seventh or eighth place, you go back into the like tournament pool and the next, and the top two from them tournaments will come up to face the six that stayed there pretty much. And that's how it works, I believe, for Shadowlands. Now, for the Mythic entries, what well, you have to do something called time trials. And this is basically you have to practice and record the best three dungeons on a tournament realm and the fastest eight teams are qualified. It's that simple. You have to basically accept your terms and conditions and they have to approve your account to be able to use a tournament realm. And what a tournament realm is, is basically it gives you access to everything. Gear, legendaries, uh, conduits, just everything absolutely everything that is obtainable in the game you will get it for free and you sort of it's like an armory you walk into an armory and you've got everything there laid out in front of you and you pick what you want you pick what weapons you're going into battle with that kind of thing now i'm not too sure if there's new teams that come up if uh, they do this throughout the entirety of the thing i couldn't find any information on how they sort of judge the other teams that were close to com- like competing but didn't actually make it. I would have thought it's the same sort of process in uh, the like like it is in the arena scene. So they would uh, dump the 7th uh, and 8th place of them teams out of the like mythic invitationals they're called and they would be dumped into the cup or cup again and they would have to resubmit their three best dungeons and like times and stuff in order to get brought back up into the like streamed events and possibly have a go at the main prize. Now, let's take a quick break. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomised genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative a construction off the <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely entirely check out the gaming blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now mythics and arenas are completely different things completely different things they bring completely different aspects to the game and it's quite fun to see all of the different aspects like coming together pretty much so with arenas now this is my favorite because i'm a pvper over a pve now with arenas you see the different compositions that teams run you see the weeks and strengths of certain classes of how these uh, 
classes all benefit each other. There was a lot of paladins, there was a lot of mages with shaman, mages with a druid, mages with anything pretty much. There was some, some like cleaves, so you had a warrior and a monk, you had like loads of melee heavy groups, death knight warrior, death knight monk, you have loads of them sort of things. And you sort of watch, it's tough to keep up on everything when it is an arena because there is so much happening. It's a lot easier to be in a 3v3 yourself than it is to watch it on a screen and see everyone's movement because you're just concentrating on yours, your healer, and sort of their CC, pretty much. Their CC, their setup, pretty much. That's kind of what I want to say. So it's not as hectic, and you do get a little bit of respite during the game when there isn't as much CC, there's no burst, etc., but you do see how different classes complement each other. So you've got Cyclones for Druids, you've got Polymorphs from Mages. I mean, the most fun games that I saw and watched were the ones where it was a Druid and a Mage because uh, you would go for your burst window and then it would just be kiting and sort of surviving until that next burst window with Cyclones, Polymorphs, etc. So you sort of learn how everything plays in a pro setting and I'm trying to adapt that to sort of my arena gameplay as well and it's quite fun to learn these different ins and outs of your class. I myself main druid in Shadowlands so it's quite fun learning the ins and outs and how tanky you can build, how aggressive you can build, what sort of talents to pick etc. Now with Mythics it's completely different like ballpark. There's no one to go against, it's you versus these NPCs that have been me like mechanically programmed to cast certain spells. And uh, you're in a group of five, you've got five people, you always have a tank healer, and then there are different compositions that you can have with your group. I mean, you could have three boomkins to have multiple solar beams if you want to go for a massive pool. You can have three fire mages to go absolutely crazy on bosses. They won't do much else but they'll go absolutely crazy on like bosses and just one-shot it. There's many different things that bring their utility into a mythic because it's you're not limited by what the other team is picking and you're limited and you're not limited by the amount of spells that the NPCs can use because they have a set spell or spells that they use and you can apply your tactics depending on what spells and what mobs you're going to be pulling within the dungeon. So there's a lot of uh, strategizing in a mythic compared to arenas. With arenas, it is very much, okay, we're going to pull him off this guy, we're going to set up now, it's very quick, it's very fast-paced. Whereas in these mythics, if you're trying to do time trials, you can experiment a little. It's like, okay, let's give this a go. Okay, that didn't work, we got absolutely ruined. Let's give this a go now. Okay, that worked a bit better, so maybe we can sort of alter it this little bit. Maybe we bring in a Boomkin instead of a Shaman. Maybe we bring in a Warrior instead of, like, the Death Knight tank or whatever. Like, there's a few, there's a few things that can alter the entire Mythic run because of the abilities that certain classes use. Solar Beam, great for just interrupting absolutely everything. It's a mass interrupt, it's a mass silence. If you want a mass stun, you'd pick a shaman for the capacitor totem or something. 
if you want just a massive bunch of damage all at one spot you go for a mage with combust or something you just go for like a couple mages you just you know you can really sort of experiment with it and get a load of ideas that other people wouldn't have because in arenas there are those classes that stand out and are a lot stronger compared to anything else i mean just look at the past arenas i think about 80 percent of the time all we saw was a holy paladin as a healer in uh, battle for azeroth about 80 percent of the time until like the final sort of patch all you saw were druids like druid rogue mage because they had perfect setup they had perfect heals they had a lot of mobility druid was tanky couldn't be swapped to that's why the Holy Pal has been like run, because they have so much old shit buttons, such as um, Blessing of Sacrifice, Bubbles, Galore. You've got absolutely everything. Instant heals, you don't necessarily need to cast, so therefore there's less chance of being interrupted. And uh, because of how bursty everything is, them old shit buttons really come in handy. Druids don't really have that. Shamans do uh, to the extent where it's a lot tougher, mainly because you're having to cast. But shamans do can, do can, they can compete with holy paladins. We saw a few of them and we saw a few shadow priests, shadow priests, not shadow priests, disc priests as well in the tournament. But it's mainly because priests have mana problems, holy paladins don't, shamans can get interrupted and paladins still have that like multiple oh shit buttons, which is very useful for multiple team members in fact. So there's a lot of uh, more niche things that you can look at and uh, sort of appreciate in the Mythic Dungeon tournaments, which is why that makes it so amazing. If you're a massive pve and you love doing Mythic Dungeons, you want to really push for the best dungeon that you can with your, like, your group of friends, you want to go for this plus 15 sort of um, Halls of Atonement dungeon, and uh, there's a team that run it, and they run this specific comp and you can sort they do these specific pools. You can take that and you can alter it a little bit depending on your groups of your group of friends and what they play. So they might do like small pools because they've got massively insane like single target damage. And they might bring everything to a boss because they'll pop hero on the boss or something. Whereas you can just drag all the mobs together without the boss, do like an even bigger pull with the mobs, pop hero on that, and then just kill the boss solo. So there's a few niche things that you can do to alter it, and it will be fun because it's not just two teams sitting in the same arena smacking each other when someone's got a burst up. That's when you know, oh shit, I've got to press this button. It's two different screens, and they can go completely opposite ways within the dungeon with what they are doing which makes it amazing. They could be in the same dungeon, but doing completely different things, which makes it a lot more enjoyable sometimes, and it makes it more fresh, more rewatchable in that instance. Now, don't get me wrong, some people might find Arena's boring, but I like it. It's the same, it's two teams butting heads, who's the better team, who can set up better, and stuff like that. Some people might think it's stale because it's the exact same thing. Two teams going head-to-head in the same arena, kind of boring. They might think Mythics are a lot better because it's more fluent. There's a, multiple things happening on each side of the screen that you're looking at. As um, When you are watching the tournament, 
it's literally split half and half your screen. One team will be on the right, one team will be on the left. And if there's a big moment within the dungeon, it, they'll enlarge the team that is doing that moment and sort of shrink the box down where they, the other team aren't doing really much. So there's a lot more fluidity to the mythics. But overall, these arenas and these mythics allow people to watch it and either just for entertainment value or they watch it to grow as a player themselves and uh, sort of take notes as to what these pros are actually doing within the game and sort of what things that they've come up with that you wouldn't necessarily think of doing at all. So there's many different benefits to each of them. I personally enjoy the arenas so much more. I will watch the the mythics that uh, start on the 22nd because I do want to see how teams do certain dungeons because I do myself mythics for the gear and stuff and with a group of friends and it is good fun. So I'll be watching the mythics as well and sort of enjoying that time and I'll just have the mythics on in the background to be honest while I'm either farming whatever on WoW. But these are really good things by Blizzard uh, that have been going for years now, since 2008 the arenas I believe and probably the same for mythics I would have thought, no not mythics, mythics weren't out then. Uh, Mythics came out in, uh, what is it, Legion. So, since about 2014, is it? Legion came out? Oh, God, no, that was a wad. About 2016. Whoa, Jesus. That's a while back, that's insane. Yeah, about 2016, the Mythics started. But it's really good entertainment. It's Watching the arenas has certainly helped me a bit doesn't help that I change mains every uh, expansion. I've gone back to the Druid, which was my original main when I first started playing. So that's always good fun. But it has developed me as a player watching the arenas. It's just more like, oh, okay, I don't necessarily need to panic as much in this regard. But I'll be a, I'm a lot more aware of what's happening. I'll be a lot more aware of what cooldowns are being used when they're sort of setting up their like burst window, I'm already gone, stuff like that. So I really do recommend watching even the Mythics or Arenas, both if you really want. But if you're more of a PvE, Mythics definitely. If you're more PvP, I would recommend the Arenas. They're just good fun to watch. They're good entertainment. They're nice to have in the background, especially the Arenas, because it's all streamed on YouTube. And basically you can just... Have it on like a second monitor on your phone, whatever. You can be playing well and then you can just hear the commentators like scream a bit and you can just rewind it about 10 seconds, 10, 15 seconds and just rewatch it. It's sort of nice and easy to keep up, but you don't have to necessarily watch it the entire time. You can just hear the commentators perk up almost when something's really going to happen and you can just rewatch it whenever you want. But it is very entertaining, I would say. Both are. Both are very entertaining and have it, their own perks to it. But that is all for this week's episode, guys. I really do hope you enjoyed. I would, again, recommend watching the Mythics that start on the 22nd through to the 24th. At least give it a go if you never have before. It's uh, 6 uh, GMT. So I'm not too sure about other time zones, but it's 6 GMT for me. And uh, in Europe, that is 7 uh, CET. 
So if you're anywhere in Europe, make sure that it is, yeah, that time for you. And uh, for America, I'm not too sure because obviously you've got East Coast and West Coast, so it's going to be a lot different. But I would have thought around sort of midday-ish is the best way to go for you because uh, most of these tournaments are hosted by for NA time because obviously that's where the bigger audience would be. So it's uh, probably a better time for you anyway. But I'll stop just chugging along and uh, have words come out of my mouth randomly. Thank you all very much for listening as always. If uh, you would like to check out the uh, uh, Pick and Whistle Facebook page, currently have uh, a Patreon special going on at the moment. This lasts until the 31st of January, so please do check it out. And uh, just follow the Facebook page. It will really, I would really appreciate it, and it would help out the podcast so much. And... Uh, Please uh, really appreciate it as well. If you leave a rating, comment anything that you want, feel free to ask any questions. More than happy to answer and get back to you on them. Thank you all very much for listening as always. And go with Valor, friend. Goodbye all.